Hello and welcome back to the FAAA podcast. We are winding up. We tend to be winding up this uh, conference now. We've, we're sort of uh, day three, halfway through it. I've got Jane Wondersitz with me. Thank you for coming by the, the podcast. I'm very excited to be here. Just had a great session. So, yep, buzzing into the last day. And I can't believe everyone's energy after a big night out. Absolutely. The, the energy is still very high around here. And it, it's also, like you said, you're buzzing when you get off stage. So yes. it's a great time to, yes. to, gra- to grab you and sit you on the couch. Uh, let's start with a little bit about you. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you and what you're doing? Um, so, I have been had my own business for the last 12 years. Absolutely love it. Uh, really pr- privileged to work with a, a whole varied demographic of people um, and client bases. And I've uh, in the last, uh, been in people and culture for about 20 years. Um, and in the last 12 years, I consistently learn and build my knowledge. So I love a bit of evidence-based stuff. And then every year I release about three or four different programs based on what I see is most in need for, uh, you know, uh, workplaces for them to reach peak performance. So I love teams hitting those high strides. I love a really good growth culture. So I love the title of the uh, conference being Grow Together. That really, you know, ticked my boxes. And I love people being able to accelerate to hit those, uh, you know, where they really, you know, feel engaged and can give it their best. So evidence-based to work smarter, not harder. Oh, I love that. That sounds amazing. And when you work with teams, you normally do it in person. You go in and, and yes. see them? Yes, yes, yes. I, I travel uh, nationally. Most weeks I'm somewhere. Next week I've got Sydney and got TikTok next week. So I've had a couple of events in Melbourne um, last week. So, yeah, I travel uh, consistently, um, do a, a lot of conference workshops, as well as uh, work with all sorts of different teams in all shapes and sizes. Some are high-performing and they want to get that next level and uh, some might be having some trouble patches or going through a lot of change. Um, and, yeah, so leaders as well as, you know, all of staff events. So absolutely love what I do. I'm really quite blessed. Well, I'd be looking forward to that TikTok event uh, if I was you. <laughs> I hope you've been, you've been practising. <gasps> yeah, well, that was an interesting one. You know, you never know who's going to come in my inbox. Um, and, you know, I've just been talking about the science of connection and influence. And I think the thing that I surprised myself in is that I haven't actually spent any money on marketing dollar. And I work with pretty amazing uh, client base. And it's all kind of referral word of mouth. So, you know, it's it just shows that that science does somehow radiate and people uh, uh, seem to come through. Yep. Um, yeah, my kids were impressed with TikTok. <laughs> My dad was impressed with the mining companies, but, you know, so different things come through. But, you know, there's a common thread through it, and it is always people that book me are excited about their people. So they're genuinely looking to support that stronger connection and are quite progressive. They, you know, they, they love people getting together and doing amazing things. So that's the common thread. Which obviously really energises you yeah, in return. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I get to work with amazing leaders, amazing people, and... Um, you know, so yeah, so yeah, exci- it's an exciting place. And I think COVID, that little dip into the virtual world for a while, when I thrive off seeing faces and reading engagement and chopping and changing what's happening in the room, you know, virtual sort of stretched me a little bit. But now I think there's actually a really good place for both of those. Uh, so you can, you know, uh, experience something across Australia where, you know, in an hour, 
power hours as well as you can do in those deep dives when you can get people in the room, which is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Not every meeting has to be in person. We no. can do some online, which yeah, is great. I, yeah. I enjoy that too. It's very efficient. Yes. Uh, but I certainly do enjoy getting in a yeah, room full of people as well. absolutely. Yeah, conferences are great. So, yeah, good energy in this one. So, it's been a great event. Fantastic. Now, uh, let's let's talk about your presentation. Mm-hmm. You, As I said, you've just got off stage. Yes, yes. So give us a highlight to me. What a, what a- uh, look, you know, so... I think within that, so in working with different organisations, I think that there's probably four things that people are really looking for uh, in building connection and influence. Uh, one is they, you know, uh, want to be able to trust people. They want people that have got that human element. And I saw certainly through COVID that there was a level of compassion needed in service. Um, so, you know, someone who actually puts yourself in my shoes and understands where I'm coming from, particularly in, uh, you know, I can imagine in this demographic that's so important. The third thing that they're looking for is hope and optimism. They don't want to, you know, they want someone that's going to take them somewhere exciting. And they also want a level of stability. So they want some consistency in, you know, if they engage with you, that they kind of know what they're going to get. You know, even if they bump into you in the supermarket, they would see the same person as if you actually consulted with them. It's consistent. They just kind of feel that they get you. So that stems from that authenticity. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. So let's go back to the beginning, the first topic there. Yes. Trusting people and, yeah, and connect, building, yeah. connecting. and Yeah. So in connecting, it's really interesting. So evidence-based stuff, uh, from mainly from Jane Dutton, I sort of refer to hers because she was a professor. At, that was her main special, you know, life work was spent looking at how do we connect, what is the essence of a good connection. And it's really only a couple of things. More often than not, those that we actually really strongly connect with if they walked in the room and you saw them, you would be intensely engaged with them. So you'd have really good eye contact. You just sort of see them. The rest of the world sort of disappears and you're completely with them. And that happens in high-quality connections. So if you bring that to each connection where you're fully present, you're immensely there, what actually happens in that is in the neuroscience, we actually start to read their face. We start to pick up on signals. The energy, the empathy, the understanding of whatever they say We actually have mirror neurons in our brain, so we actually do connect at a deeper level, but it takes being fully present. So those that we connect fully with, whoever you want to build a relationship, it's actually when you're with them to be that, have that full presence with them. That's the first thing. Can I I ask you a little bit into that? Yes. Um, I feel like that is something that happens a lot faster in real life when you when you've got this proximity yes. with the person. You, you've maybe you've shook their hand yes, or you've yes. got that, and and there is a safety in the fact that you're, you're looking at each other, you're smiling, yes. you're not actually you, you know going to attack each other in, in a in a human sense of or, or in a in a primitive sense. Um, and so that safety, oh, I feel safe with you, therefore I trust you. It mm. tends to happen a bit faster in, in real life yes. than than online. So, yes, yeah, so virtual can do that as well if you can get on. Line, but even if you send a voice message rather than a text message, if you send anything that's got a level of tonality and connection, um, you know, I'm seeing, you know, uh, uh, that video messaging is coming through more strongly rather than sending an email. Email's got no tonality, no connect. So wherever you can do face to face, do virtual, or even just sending a voice text message is a, yep. uh, you know, something that we can use more of. And yeah. I think the uh, video messaging is going to come through more strongly for those that really do build with that connection, just because they sort of see the person. Yeah. That's why social presence is quite big. And we've all got the technology on our phones yeah. to pick them up and send a quick video message. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely have. So one is, you know, so they're seeing that face because we connect more. The second part of it is um, 
when we've been with that person, you feel seen in a positive light. And often we think good things about people, but we don't actually express that. So that if you've said, oh, gee, I love being with you because of your humour, or, oh, what a, you know, I really enjoyed that. But we may not actually say it. So if you've been thinking about high-quality connections, when we walk away from those, we actually feel seen in a positive light. So that's you know just a couple of things that happen. There's a two-way interaction, so it's it's give and take, and there's a conversation. So it's not one way is another thing that happens with that in that interaction. So that's the sort of part of the connection bit. If you want to elevate it, you know sometimes we do that. If it's a strong connection, we do that anyway. But you can actually put that into uh, any of those um, connections that we have. Wonderful. So the second part, do you want to hear yeah. about, about influence? Absolutely. Uh, so the influence part is a, a little bit, a uh, bit of a deeper dive into uh, neuroscience and the fact that our brain has really got, you know, one one mission in life is to keep us safe and to keep us alive. So you know, so you can imagine it being a little black box up there. You have one purpose: keep me safe, keep me alive. Which means anything we read, any any you know expressions we see, anything we read. Uh, we walk it's through. kind of like an override switch, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. You, you, could be, you could be thinking about something or whatever, but there is a over, was always an override switch. Yes, and it goes to reward or threat, reward or threat. And we just, you know, it, it ta- tags everything we see, everything that we hear, you know, noises, sounds, whatever's going on in our world. And so when we're with people, any time that we meet someone, often they can be friend or foe. And you sort of make judgments on, you know, is this good, is this not good? And our brain's going, threat, threat, whoa, whoa, is, you know, which way is this going? Um, and when we interact, uh, we've actually, in neuroscience, they say that there's kind of five areas that can trigger us to threat or reward. And it's different for different people. So there's a bit of a hierarchy on what those, uh, you know, triggers are. So one is certainty. So some people are very certainty-driven. They've probably had the same sort of career. They may have lived in the same sort of suburb. They're very loyal. They're very trusting. They want to have a level of certainty. So if you can, if they come into your world, uh, they want a clear roadmap of what's going to happen in an interaction, in an advisory sense, or you know, if they're um, you know in a consultation, they want to know what's the what's the layout, where do we go, what's going to happen here, and their question would be, do I have clarity? So if they're in a threatened place, they're going to be going, oh, I don't know where this is going. I don't know what I'm meant to be doing here. I don't know what, where the follow-up, you know. And they go, threat, threat, threat. I'm not sure. I don't have clarity. So they're looking for clarity and they're looking for a level of certainty. So they don't want too many options sometimes and they may actually want your advice. The second one that comes through, which I'm higher in, and everyone's got a different hierarchy, anyone who's probably business owners, a bit more entrepreneurial, often has autonomy. And autonomy means that they don't like to be micromanaged. They like choice. So their question would be, do I have choice here? And they like to, you know, so if you were in an advisory or consultant, they quite often will think, oh, what about this? What about this? Can you mix this with this? They just want to have a little bit of, you know, they have a picture of their end game, but they, you know, want some choice in how they get there. So for them, the worst thing is to be micromanaged. If you start to dictate this, 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 it doesn't work for them. And sometimes when you're trying to get certainty, you do that micromanage. Yes. You, you're like, these are all the steps you need to take and then you will get to the other end. Yes. And, and the and the autonomy is like, uh, no, I actually can take a few others and yes. I'll get to the end. Yep. Yep. You got it. You got it. Even if you're directing someone to meet somewhere and you're going to get there, the person with certainty will say, look, if you head down this way and you go this way and you park here and you do this and you do this because they will try and give you certainty and you think, you know what, I'm going to pop it in Google Maps and I'll, you know, 
I'll, follow that direction. Yeah, You'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'll find my own way there. It's all good. Yeah. Um, interesting, before we were just having uh, someone offered us a drink and the fellow that was with me said, yeah, I'm certainty, I'll have a juice. I said, oh, whatever, I don't care. Give, give me one of them, one of what you know. <laughs> and they're so, probably like, no, you have to tell me because <laughs> yeah, if I get it wrong. Yes, yes. So autonomy just likes to have choice. So, you know, often if you're in an interaction, you might just say, look, you know, is it okay if we go this way or is it okay if I share some things? Is it okay? Is asking permission. Uh, so that gives them a little bit of choice in there. But often there may not be choice in some things, but wherever there is choice, share that. Um, the third one that comes through is, sorry, I've got to do my acronym, which is a certainty, autonomy, R is relatedness. And these people love connection. So they will stay with someone because they've connected and their question would be, is do I belong? So are you a good fit for me? So it's very personal and it's about, you know, if you were advising or being a consult- consulting in some sort of manner, they want the person. They love you. It's about you and it might be about you and your brand and you and your thing, but they actually want that personal connection. They'll probably look at, you know, if you've got photos on your desk, they'll see this, they want to share about their family. That relatedness and that people stuff is really, really important. They're probably social glue sort of people. Uh, they may have been referred. They will be ref- great referral people because they will share based on having trusted you. So they want to like feel part of the tribe. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So are you, are you picking any of these I, for I'm, you? I'm, I've got a few of them. I've got a few of them. I'm, the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely the autonomy and I do like the tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like being part of the community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I've definitely got probably low certainty. I love a bit of flexibility, you know, chop and change stuff. I, you know, I love hearing what people want want in their, you know, what are they, give me the big picture, I'll tell you how we'll get there, is probably, so strong autonomy. So it's interesting how you can kind of pick people. Absolutely. And even in my family members, I can pick what they are. You know, my other half's autonomy, I've got one that's significant, but we haven't got to that one yet. So we've got a C-A-R is, I call it the CARES model. Some people call it SCARE model. And I think, why go SCARE when you can go CARES? Um, you know, different ways. I lean into the reward. Let's lean into the positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So C-A-R-E is equality or it might be fairness. So if you're working with them, they want transparency. They want to know policies, procedures. They want to know uh, that you're going to get the same level of service as the next person. They want to know that there's no hidden agenda here. So this is about fairness so and, and equality and um, uh, so that's part of where their drive is. So what would push them to a threat is if they feel that you're just, you know, lack of transparency, they've got to sign something and they haven't had time to read it, uh, you know, read it properly. So, yeah, it's all about fairness, transparency is what they're looking for. Um, and then the last one comes through with... Um, yes. S, yes, you got it. I'm following the acronym. Yes, C-A-R-E-S. So, CARES is um, status or significance. So, often these people will be, um, if this is a high driver, good networker. uh, They're quite career-driven. So, they've got a, you know... Uh, a level of uh, ability to connect across all works. They kind of know lots of people. They've worked hard to get where they're going. Sometimes they could overwork. So it's just about, you know, climbing that, uh, you know, that prestigious mountain where they want to go. Yep. Uh, so uh, they will be potentially, if you've got certificates on your wall, they might check out those yes, sorts of t- things. I was thinking that same yeah. thing, titles or… or titles, uh, yep. absolutely. Yep. They may name drop. Uh, they may, um, you know, so there's all sorts of things that will come through 
Yeah. And, and I'm also thinking about the um, the businesses that do status well, like yes. things like the airlines, they do their status clubs and, and the rewards clubs and the status. Yeah. Yes, yes, all of that sort of stuff. So if you can get to pl- you know platinum and you can get to here and, you know, so anywhere where they climb, but also they're going to be really wanting to, um, you know, they'll want some uh, recognition of, of the organisation or the person, but they also would like to share a little bit about how they got to where they Ah, and to be treated with a level of, you know, prestige and respect. Yeah, fantastic. And and from a business point of view that you work with, you've got to try and work out of your customers and clients yes. how to segment them yes. or how to work through those. Well, I think those that a lot of people, this is the stuff that happens as you evolve and you get better at it. And this just happens. You start to sort of notice, you know, again, if you're fully focused on someone, you start to notice the signs where you can see that little sense of threat, which is, I don't know where we're going here, or, you know, oh, you know, there's this, a level of uh, unsafety that will come through for the person. And you start to sort of start, oh, I'm sort of losing them a bit here. And maybe it's some uncertainty. You've offered too many choices. Maybe you've tried to railroad someone who's got a level of autonomy. Perhaps in significance, they don't feel that. You know, you're, you're living, uh, theirs is, do, um, you know, are they being heard and am I being seen in a positive light is more the significant sort of thing. So I guess you start to pick up those things, but when you know there's only five and everyone is different. And and you have to realise what your own bias is. Yes, yes, because i am all got high autonomy. Sometimes I give people too many choices and I just think, yeah, I'll just, you know, and I build, you know, build workshops based on what I can say. I just want what are, what's the most popular? Just recommend one. I don't want to hear about all of them, you know. So we get we can trip ourselves up in it, you know, with through our own bias as well. Yeah. Wow, what a what a fantastic presentation! Yeah, thank you so much for coming and sharing <laughs> that with us. Now, Jane, if people want to continue this amazing conversation that we're having, uh, what's the best way for them to find you uh, uh, look, and to reach out to you? Uh, look. Uh, www.wondertraining.com.au so that's my website you've got contact pages on there but realistically the social media that I tend to be on is LinkedIn Yes. Uh, so yeah as Wonder Training or Jane Wonder sits on um, LinkedIn is probably yeah. the best place and to I can't find help me. but notice the the, uh, the similarities between your surname yeah. and your business name yes well Wonder sits it's one of those uh, surnames you don't hear a lot and it was one that I didn't always like because that last little bit can be changed. I was actually in the phone book as Wonder Fits oh, right. at one point. But, right. uh, you know, so. Well, it's better fits than the anything else <laughs> it could have been. Yes. yes. There was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, there is a correlation there. But it comes in with Wonder Training, which is uh, what I love to do. Fantastic. And uh, so if you're after some uh, Wonder Training, uh, reach out to Jane. I can, uh, yeah, I've had a fantastic conversation with you. Thank you for popping by the podcast uh, stand and really appreciate it. And, and Excellent. hope you've enjoyed your time here at Congress. Yeah, loved it, loved it, loved it. Thank you so much.